Welcome to Story Machine 9000, a podcast where we conceptualize movies based on the 48-hour concept. Our movies normally comprise of four things. A genre, a prop, a line of dialogue, and a location. We've said it before, but it's a lot like a 50-hour challenge, and that's where we are today. It's like a basket of fried food. You get some uh, onion rings and some uh, mozzarella sticks and uh, some mushrooms in there. Maybe a pickle. Yep. Uh, So... Uh, Chris Wegman and I are at the 7th Annual Tree City Film Festival. Uh, We've decided to do things a little bit differently this year, and we are going to split the team. That's right. Um, Our work team that normally participates has grown big enough that we're going to divide up into two teams. So uh, you lucky listeners get two uh, stories out of one film festival. So we're just uh, 10 minutes away uh, from the drawing. Chris, what are you most excited about this year? I'm most excited for, we, we kind of added some extra challenges for ourselves. We're going we're gonna to try and film in uh, one location with minimal characters. And uh, we've got a specific house we're going to try and shoot in. It's like this older house. Yeah. yeah, I think we're in the same boat. So we, likewise, I think we're most looking forward to just uh, telling a story with maybe one principal character. Um, and maybe breaking old habits of telling stories that involve two opposite characters, you know, sort of like an odd couple situation or something like that. And Josh, uh, what's what's a genre you would be interested in getting? You know, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I think, again, just because this year is going to be somewhat experimental, and I think deep down everyone wants to kind of stretch and challenge themselves a little bit i'd like to get drama you know normally we really like exercise our funny bone during these things but it would be kind of interesting to 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 play it straight yeah i I can report for our team a lot of us are interested in maybe doing a horror film this year so good deal all right so we're just mere moments away from the drawing and uh, we'll check back in with you shortly So the things that you need to include in your movie, in addition to the genre that you picked, um, the prop is the paintbrush. The location that you need to include is one of the public art pieces in downtown Sylvania. The line of dialogue is anything is possible. The character name is James Maplewood. And we are going to start having you guys come up one at a time. You can get your paintbrush and pull your genre. Uh, We actually got mystery, which I feel like is uh, actually one of the more difficult things to get. But remember, we were also trying to challenge ourselves to um, maybe use one location or use a smaller cast. I mean, a mystery doesn't need to involve a big cast at all. It can involve two people. I mean, it can involve three people. That would be fun. All right, Josh, did you get yours? Did you come back? Okay, Josh's team got theirs. So, so we got silent film. Way to, way to make it easy on you guys. Yeah, really. <laughs> up, until now, up until now, all we've talked about is like... Dialogue? Yeah, it's like dialogue-driven, like, diner scenes and stuff. So this is actually really <laughs> From there, the two teams went their separate ways to begin brainstorming. Team Inconvenience was Chris, Dave, Brandon, and Nick. And Team Bullywugs was myself, Chad, and Justin. We'll catch up with Team Inconvenience first at Dave's house to dissect the mystery genre. Hey, would you, would you stop writing? <laughs> yeah, you're writing extremely loud. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you have the you have the criteria. Yeah, we got mystery, a paintbrush, some art downtown Sylvania. There's some murals downtown that 
they want us to use. Uh, the line is anything is possible, and James Maplewood is our character. So, that could be any character. Any character. Okay. This has to be used. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do we want to start talking about the genre? Yeah. Mystery. Mystery. I mean, it lends itself to... I, I just think mystery is like a huge blanket statement, to yeah. be honest. Because it's it like is. it could be a horror movie, it could be a thriller, it could be like a spy thing. Action. I mean, exactly. There's musical. A, uh, a musical. If you yeah. if you really want to do a musical, don't you? <laughs> a, a musical mystery horror film that has sci-fi in it. Perfect. We got everything. I guess it it, it it transcends all decades. Like it's not like more. Pretty much. You know. Oh yeah. You, you can think of like classic monster movies from yep. Hollywood being mysteries. I suppose so. Uh, like adventures are usually adventures mysteries. are mystery are always mysteries. Yeah. I mean, it, it's it's the question part that. Right. Yeah. I don't know if I can pick out a certain movie that, be like, oh, this is what I think of when I think of mystery. As long as you don't. As long as you can't predict the movie, yeah. it's a mystery. <laughs> the most recent one I can think of was the Murder on the Orient Express. That would be a classic mystery. So, like, whodunits. Yeah. Um, but that's that's what I think of when I think of mystery. It's like, yeah, seriously. Like, okay, somebody got murdered. How did it happen? And who did it? Let's yeah. figure this out. It's, it's a classic clue. whodunit. Yeah. yeah. Clue. Yep. Like any those, are, those are, like, whodunit mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's, like, your, your national treasures, which are just, like, adventure mysteries. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or horror. What? Or like horror movies. Or horror movies. Yeah, seriously. Who's killing? What's wrong I mean, with the house? Yeah. Friday the 13th is a mystery, in all honesty. Mm. You know, who's going to get mm. killed next? You know, where's where's this guy coming from? Who is how do we How do we kill it? Right. How mm. do we stop this? Yeah. Yeah, those things are... That's all what I think of when I think of mysteries, which mm-hmm. is kind of good because it gives us a lot of leeway. Maybe we look at the prop as a place to get started. And it, the only thing that came to mind before we got here... Like paintbrush painters, like what are things like what are mysteries that like a painter would have to solve, like art art and and there was something about like forged paintings, like like which one's the forged painting? Um, it's like it, it, mm-hmm. yes, why did somebody? Again, I'm going to bring it back to like either mm-hmm. forged or but but why did they? Usually, it's like why did they do something? Mm-hmm. So like if somebody if somebody stole a painting, like mm-hmm. who did it and why? Or like, if somebody pooped on a painting, mm-hmm. why did they do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, While Team Inconvenience was starting to dial in the mysterious part of their mystery, Team Bollywogs was assembled at Justin's house, with Chad connected remotely via ZenCaster. And just like our competition, we started by unpacking the silent film genre. All right, so the gang is officially all here. So um, just to kind of recap briefly, uh, we've got silent film. Our prop is a paintbrush. Our uh, name is James Maplewood. Our line is anything's possible. And our location, and if you remember, the locations are kind of, it's any of the public art murals around town. And obviously the big one is silent film, right? So I, I was reading the text messages going back and forth. And like, I agree, like silent film isn't like really a genre necessarily. It's more like a, it's more like a technical um thing than anything else. Yeah, that was all that's 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 sort of all I meant is that um to like move fast, we could just pick a new genre, I guess. I feel like silent film is less of a genre and more of a style of I like the idea of 
picking a subgenre. So like doing something in the, in the style of a silent film. And I just did a really cursory Google search while I was at Sodbuster and like the most recent or contemporary example of a silent film is that one from a few years ago, the artist remember that one. I don't. It was the, it was the black and white flick. It was silent. Um, and it had that dog in it and it was like, it was, but it was, it was set in like the silent film era. Do you remember this? Sorry. The name sounds familiar, but I, yeah. I don't watch it. But, but so just the, the reason I brought it up um, is because like technically speaking, silent film has no synchronized sound. So if you think about it, it was like the kind of film that you would go to the movies and like there'd be like a live organist playing. Right. And like we're just not going to do that to people, right? At the risk of bending the rules, I would suggest we think of it as no dialogue. Like we can still do sound effects and music and all the other stuff, but we just don't have it dialogue. Right. And we don't even necessarily have okay. to have the, the big clunky dialogue cards between scenes, right? Like mm-hmm. on a personal level, that's just not something that interests me. Like, isn't the intro to um, <clears throat> it was either Drive or wasn't one of those like what really there was a big chunk of like no dialogue, but they were using like the radio that the guy was listening to in the car um, to provide like a lot of context. That's kind of where my head was at. So like there, there, while there aren't a lot of silent films, there are, there are plenty of films that have silent sequences in them. So things like the beginning of drive or the beginning of um, there will be blood or um, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Or say like so even the movie up like right yeah yeah up is a good example. yeah yeah that's a good example Justin in other words just so, just so we're all clear on the ground rule sound effects and music are okay dialogue is not right yeah um, okay cool yeah because I agree I don't think we'd be able to do like the actual real definition of a silent film I I'm 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 open to suggestions in other words we could we could fire up the machine we could give ourselves a genre. Uh, another arbitrary one, or we can kind of just like talk about like things that we want to do and then maybe sort of retrofit a genre into it later. Right. So like, I, I'm just going to kind of put this out here. So I, Chad, I mentioned to you, I on the plane, I watched um, uh, bad times at the L the uh, El Royale. And so there's this sequence where um, John Hamm, he's a, he's an FBI agent. He checks into the hotel and like he, he immediately starts like, like taking up, you know, he like busts open the, like this toolkit and starts like taking off like the, like the plate, the light switch plates and like disassembling the phone and stuff like that. And it's not until a few minutes later in the sequence that you figure out he's looking for like bugs for like wires. Yeah. Recording devices. And so like, and this whole time, like he's not saying anything, right. Cause he's by right. himself he's looking for bugs. Right. So he's like, he's like intentionally trying to be quiet. So, and, and I'm, I'm not advocating for this approach. I'm just saying like, that was something that like immediately came to mind. And then likewise, another one was, um, it was actually, a, a, I think it was Finnish, but it was, a, it was like this security guard. And, you know, he's, he's kind of got like this array of monitors in front of him. And he's kind he's like watching like some like weird stuff go down, like through the monitors. And, um, his, uh, his like radio is not working. And so like that, that's like the thing that, that that's the device that doesn't necessarily allow him to talk. Like right? He's not going to like, you know, yell out loud or anything, right. but like, you know, he's like radio is not working. And so it's like, but then he, then he goes to investigate. And so then he also has a reason to be quiet. So like, I'm kind of thinking of it in, in like two parts, right? So like one, like what's the character's motivation to be quiet 
Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm, again, I'm not t- I'm not advocating for this. It's just kind of where my head's at right now. How could we tell a story through a series of like, like I like Breaking Bad did it a lot, right? Like anything to do with um, Mike, the like the go-to guy. Mm-hmm. Like he was just like not a big talker, and so that was p- part of his like character. And so like he'd like you know, and you you would start a sequence with Mike, and you wouldn't really know what he's doing. He'd like drive yeah. out in the middle of the desert. And he's like, oh man, like what is he gonna do with this like. Uh, like rain barrel or something like that. I don't know. I'm just yeah. you know, spitballing. I mean, I like the idea of like, it, like it's not a mystery, but the whole time you're like, yeah, curious of what's going on versus like, yeah. if, as soon as you're like, oh, it's like a love story or like if yeah. something is happening, you kind of know what's going on. And so like, you might not pay attention, but if you're trying to figure out what this person's doing, yeah. like that kind of makes it. Have you guys seen Quiet Place? No, I haven't. Okay. No. But I, I know I know the premise. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's essentially what you're talking about. I mean, they do talk, they do have dialogue. Um, but there's big chunks where like, they have to be quiet, like uh, they have to be quiet, like no sound. Right. So it's an interesting, and it's all based on a threat, right? There's this like actual like creatures that hear things and will fucking eat you. <laughs> if you, yeah, um, and, and, I, and I, I'm not like advocating for that, but I, I'm going along with where you're, kind of what you're saying here mm-hmm. i think that which is i think we could just we could go this like a pretty cool route if we could figure out like well, why doesn't our why can't or doesn't our main character speak right yeah i, I kind of like the idea though too of it being like a, a horror flick sort of in a way where like if the mm-hmm. person like especially if you start what yeah. start late or whatever where like the person's already like yeah scared of something or running or so like I, I just quickly compiled a list of like reasons that character might be quiet. And it's like, the, you know, there's like the room is bugged or there's a threat or something, or maybe they're just lonely. Like, in other words, like they're not the kind of person who's going to talk to themselves. Right. Like, mm-hmm. like we mentioned earlier, there's something like there, there will be blood, which is essentially Daniel day Lewis's character, like striking oil for the first time. And he's like in the middle of nowhere. And it's just like, all it is is just these extended shots or sequences of him, like trying to like drill for oil. Right. Yeah. yeah. I was just thinking about like if you if you just broke the rules a little bit and had one word and I was just picturing someone painting a miniature and they paint the eyeballs and they just go fuck. <laughs> and see, I, that, did, that did cross my mind is just to like kind of fly in the face of of the the genre we were given a little bit is to to be silent up until a point like the very very end. Right. And like maybe there's a way to like have fun with like the tension. Like we every time we think they're going to say something or like every time we think like. Or, yeah, we're gonna like break the rules or something like that. It's a rip apart. Yeah, or like yeah, like the idea of like shit. <laughs> um, yeah, something else that was interesting about um, the Quiet Place movie is that one yeah. of the characters was actually deaf, mm-hmm. and so every now and then when there was like something going down, they would like cut to that person and what they would hear. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's like completely nothing versus that's interesting the the other and and we could give ourselves another arbitrary criteria if we really really wanted to but i i wanted to kind of explore some of the other things before we do that um just to see if we land someplace that we all really really like um Mm -hmm. so like the other thing i was thinking about it like what are some of our other non-negotiables right so like chances are i mean we could wait till tomorrow evening to um, to film if we wanted to do something at night, which would just give us like a tremendous amount of pre-production time. 
Um, mm-hmm. So like, day or night is still up in the air. Like I don't have a, pre- a strong preference. I think by virtue of it being silent and just kind of where my head's at, like we were talking about those, those sort of like silent sequences, like it's, it's one primarily one character and there could be like another character is like the threat. Like if it's mm-hmm. like someone in the house or some, I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, so like, do we all agree that maybe we'll stick with like one person with like a few supporting roles? Right. That's, I mean, yeah, I think that makes sense. Like, is that helpful to maybe talk about like other characterizations? So we have like a list of reasons that like a character might be quiet, which might justify the, um, the genre. Mm-hmm. But like, if we go through a list of like one character, dri- like narratives that are driven by one character and like what those could look like. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> like going through like loss or big change is kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like I was thinking about an idea of like someone getting ready for like a surprise party, but then it quickly turned to like, what if it was actually that person's like birthday, but it was like also like they're either remembering that they're dead mm. like or, okay. or it happened to be the funeral was their birthday or something. Yeah. But, but the surprise would be fun. Cause that could be the last word you hear with surprise. Yeah. But okay. Now, but now they're dead. <laughs> trying to think of how to capture so I, I i labeled the 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 bucket as like themes and so when i think of themes i'm thinking of things like, like you were saying like loss or big change like if you if you took any film and you had to distill it down to just like a few words like this movie is about uh you know growing up or this movie's about etc right i mean like best laid plans i don't know right i don't know like I'm, i mean the loss one I mean, you can kind of say like, like losing yeah, something yeah but then so like lo- yeah, loss is in like losing something and searching for it. Or loss is in like grieving. I think grieving and yeah. like dealing with it. Okay, it's kind of cool to see people do these sort of like, like, like they've got like these like, like these machinations or like these plans going on, and it's not entirely clear to you as the audience what they're doing, and like that's what makes it interesting. By contrast, there's like plenty of scenes in movies where it's like the sniper in the building across the street and he's like putting his gun together and you kind of know exactly what's going to happen, but you don't yeah. know the outcome. Um, oh, I get you. Okay. Well, like I, I was like, I want, I guess what I wanted to say is like, I do see those as being two sort of different ideas. Like on the one hand, you know exactly what they're doing, but mm-hmm. there's there is the, to Justin's point, there's still like the pressure of like whether or not they're going to be able to pull it off. And then conversely, there's like this, this idea that they're doing something, they're like MacGyvering something together, or they're doing something that's not entirely familiar to you as the audience member. And it doesn't come, it doesn't become clear to you what it is that they've done until after they've done it. Most of those, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think of an example that doesn't necessarily lead right to like a dramatic event, which is okay. the reason why, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think it's fine if it is, if that's where we land. I was just trying to think of a few because like the like bugged room, like I totally get like that's that's cool. Like, you know what I mean? You can't talk. You don't want to. But it's like I, I like the idea that like, you don't know why they're being quiet until the climax. Like, you know, then you figure out, oh, this is why. I don't yeah. know. I mean, like, like, we've, we've seen those films where like you know, there's that part in the movie where the like someone – comes in like it's a guy like comes into the house and yeah. woman's about to say something and they like stop him stop her from saying something like yeah. turn up the radio really loud and then they're talking but you can't hear them talking like i like i think that would be really cool that'd be like a fun thing to play with oh, right yeah. yeah interesting so like 
Like, you have to carry on a conversation without saying words for... Well, that or like as an audience, you don't hear them. Yeah. Because they have yeah. the one yeah. like, yeah, it's bugged. And like basically yeah. they're saying it's bugged and like... Yeah. A funny take on it would be <laughs> like two people trying to put their kids to sleep and then you have to like tiptoe through the fucking house and like not... <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. Not, like the kids are finally sleeping. But like... Yeah, like I mean, is that idea that you could spin to like make it creepy first and then like you figure out why they're yeah. doing it it's because like the baby's sleeping yeah the baby's the monster yeah <laughs> yeah right like the whole time yeah that'd be funny are we leaning more into like something that like a dramatic event a, tra- a trauma humor i mean where where is your guys's energy do yeah. you have do you have like thoughts yet I don't. Like, and I, I think I think you hit it on the head. Like, I think that's kind of what I'm searching for. Is like, where we, we do this every year. Like, where where is everyone's energy line? Like, what do we actually want to do? Because that's what's going to make this ultimately is what going to is is what's going to make this fun. So like mm-hmm. like in other words, if we do a, it's like a cat and mouse spy situation where you know one character spying on another and it's all silent. Like that's that's our like that's our motivation for being silent and that's kind of like our theme or narrative is like this person is trying to get information from this other person like if that's like we need to be honest right now like is that something people want to do or is that just like eh, it's like it's fun to watch but not fun to make or something the only thing that i'll say because i don't know if i have a i haven't gotten i haven't begun to formulate an opinion on like what i want to do i just always remember that like i feel like it's one of those like write what you know and do what you know and like while i think it could be kind of fun to to, to make or try to make one of those mm-hmm. like debugging a room scenes or like the one where like the guy has to come in and he's like, Oh, our house is bugged or whatever it is. It's like, I, I feel like that would, that it, we'd have to like work really hard to make that not be, not feel like those college flicks. That's like yeah. the college class things that are like, Oh, we added a gun and someone's smoking cause it's drama. Mm-hmm. And this still just looks like, I mean, it just looks like you you don't look like a fucking spy you just look like a normal person do you know what i mean yeah, like yeah, no, um, i think i agree that's something important to keep in mind because obviously like we look around the room especially you chad because as far as i'm concerned you're just a computer um <laughs> like yeah like none of us are going to be able to pull off like a hard-boiled spy character right mm-hmm. and so we need to be honest right. with ourselves when it comes to that. yeah that's all i meant is like that or but i mean i, I could see us playing like a different thing like right because like i justin said a couple times something about like a threat or a monster like that's different because i think like then you could just be an average joe that's dealing with a monster right ultimately we were wrestling with how and why our character might be silent meanwhile team inconvenience was busy developing both their characters and the crime at the center of their film So, <clears throat> so do we want the main character to be a painter? I don't know. I thought that was kind of easy mm-hmm. to. I've been having Curse of Oak or uh, uh, Curse of Oak Island or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on in the background on history yeah. on History Channel, and it's like it's cheesy. It's just, just on, it but like they had some filmmaker guy in from Sweet. Like they have all these like crackpot conspiracy people. 
like come in and be like, actually, I think it's this. <laughs> uh, but one guy was like, actually hidden in the writings of the first edition of William Shakespeare. If you see the capitalized and misspelled words, they start to make a pattern. And that's this, and that's where the treasure is buried. And they're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that, like, that sort of thing, like something hidden in a painting, mm-hmm. if it's a treasure or, yeah. uh, or where a serial killer buried a body mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. I mean, our, our, if, so if our main character was a, a painter or like an art historian or just like an art expert, they could be looking like they may have been hired by the police or the detectives to to like look at these this art to find the pattern yeah. you know and, and maybe it like they like slowly go insane as they're trying to so crack this like there's something in the art that is like way like the the, the what they've discovered are you talking like a pool kind of situation i don't know well, what, what, how so like what do you think uh, <laughs> I don't want to spoil the movie. I don't want to spoil the movie. (laughs) I know. But it goes nuts. Yeah, it goes nuts. Kiss is killed. Kiss is killed. Kill is kiss. I mean, all I was just... I mean, yeah, I guess I would say maybe he does go nuts. If So, like, what I was picturing was our art character has all these paintings around them, and their their mission is to find the connection to catch the killer. So that's cool, and I like where you're going. So, like, like, let's say there is a murder or something... But they're connected through a series of paintings, so like sometimes they get like uh, mediums or experts, or like police get desperate if they can't mm-hmm. solve something like right away. Yeah. yeah, and maybe they get some sort of art expert to like interpret the paintings. Mm-hmm. But I like your idea that they kind of get lost in it, mm-hmm. um, and like go through some sort of like psychosis, dare I say, dream state. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I finally get my dream sequence? <laughs> Will Dave finally get his dream sequence? Oh, God, I Find hope out so. next time. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Uh-huh. But, like, yeah, maybe... Uh, and maybe, and maybe like, uh, it kind of goes into the realm of psychological thriller a little bit. Because mm-hmm. the police are calling him, trying to get him to button it up. Mm-hmm. But, like, he can't do it. Yeah. And we could, we could use the theater of the mind thing. Because, like, as we like, sort of pan across the different pieces of art. Yeah. Like, we could hear what he's found out so far and, like, where he's stuck. Yeah, where almost like a stuck. memento sort of thing where it's like the things he knows repeated over and over again, yeah, one yeah. extra piece of information, one mm-hmm. extra piece of information. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be a way either you can crack the nut or just like get get fucked with. Mm-hmm. So like if we have just a single person holed up in his apartment or his, his house or something like that, mm-hmm. and there's like one other person who this person is like confiding in or like talking to, and I don't mm-hmm. know if it's like, you know, he's ordering like pizza or he's like, mm-hmm. you know, like someone has to... Maybe like check in and out with them. Yeah, yeah. But they have something big to do with it, maybe mm-hmm. or like I don't know. Oh. You know. Do you, are, are you almost implying that? So so I'm gonna put a name to it. Like the the de- detective who checks in on him yeah. via phone. Yeah. Is he actually the the murderer? Could be. Like, like the twist is that he's he's actually murdered. He's been he's like keeping him on a, a, he's been keeping an eye on him. Right. To keeping him. Yeah. To keep yeah, him at yeah. at distance. Mm-hmm. Like until to, he's like. Until he's actually cracked, and that's when he like walks in the door, and he's gonna try and kill him. Like, yeah. To cover up the. Or or maybe he doesn't need to walk in and kill him because. He's maybe not. Saying, is that something kind of what you're? Yeah, yeah, to? yeah. Something about that interconnectedness, because like, where, who's he gonna stick it to? Yeah. You know, like, oh, I solved it. It's that guy over there. Mm-hmm. And like, we don't know him. We have right. no connection or something. No, yeah, like I, I I like the idea that maybe he doesn't get a chance to solve it, or or I okay. mean, like, the audience knows, but. Because he goes insane, like he doesn't like the killer gets away, maybe. 
he's intentionally like driving this person mad to almost like cover up his like like to make sure that he's covering up his crimes like mm-hmm. calling him hounding him like doing all this oh well, did you think about this did well, you think about this oh, did you think about so this so like what is what is the crime that's what I'm kind of getting hung up on it's like what what is actually happening that's causing this mystery you know okay okay well uh, if we go back to that oh, so, oh. yeah uh, what if it's uh, you know there's there's like uh, there's like fake art you yeah, know yeah, like, yeah. like like replications forged, or rip-offs or something like yeah. forged art mm-hmm. you know but you're like look at the breaststrokes mm-hmm. ah Brushstrokes. Yeah, it's different. I wonder if we can get into the museum. Would that actually cause somebody to go nuts, though? Like, well, I mean, that's what I, my original thing was about. Like, which one is the forged painting? Like, we're talking about like an expert here. Like, this guy, his his whole life, his whole life, his whole life is detecting forges, and this is like the most perfect forgery forge, forgery he's ever seen. Like. High okay. art, yeah, millions of dollars, and the our main. <laughs> I just love like two big canvases with like single dots in the middle of them. <laughs> Something like really, really super simple. Uh, it's the Seinfeld. What's that red dot on your sweater? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like something, something so yeah, fucking yeah. simple that you you'd have to like go into the micro detail, mm-hmm. and then like I don't know like uh, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, he they're never cool. flips it over to the back and it says anything's possible on the back or something like that. I don't know. I do like the the guy on the phone. He's like, turn it over. <laughs> <laughs> or like, oh, that, he wouldn't give himself no, away no, like that. Well, no, it's at the very very end oh, okay. where like after he's going insane, or or like our main character like. Has to like eventually has to like rip open one in a gas and he like looks on the inside and like inside the canvas it says anything's possible. But I mean, we know like our main character is an art expert. We know the crime is forgery, and that the 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 forger is taunting him. I feel like our main character could be the could be the one to like keep using the wrong idioms and like oh, yeah. and the person taunting him actually like keeps correcting him. <laughs> <laughs> for all intents and purposes, for all intensive purposes, right? <laughs> Supposedly. Supposedly, or I need you to be more pacific. Yes, <laughs> I share your sentiment. <laughs> <laughs> Don't take it for granted. I got a suppository of options. <laughs> uh, <laughs> extract revenge. <laughs> extract revenge. Utter disbelief. Yes. So, so what if we give our, our art expert, like, one more desire? Maybe that would help. Mm. It's sort of, like, outside. So, like, his main desire is he's the expert. If, if he can't solve this, that's, like, a slap in the face. Right. So, so that's, that's obviously his main drive, but let's give him, like, something else. Our main character? Our main character. Our, our art expert. Maybe in his personal life that could... Oh, I mean, like, he's... Maybe he himself is a painter. Or maybe he bought... A painting that was supposed to be real and it actually ended up being fraudulent. So he's been trying to catch this guy the whole time. And this oh, is like a personal thing? Yeah, it's like a personal vendetta, but also his job. Maybe he lost a bunch of money to a fake pan or something. Or yeah. Something happened. Yeah. With- <clears throat> yeah, that's what I'm saying. He got ripped off. I don't know. I was thinking but I'm wondering if that's. I, like, but I'm wondering if it's too close to that's the main thing. That's what I was going to say. Because uh, if, it's, mm-hmm. if it's something different, like. And I'm, and I'm just throwing this out there now mm-hmm. to go back to my idea, but like. The reason I put out like he's a painter himself, it'd be like one other thing for this guy to taunt him for. Yeah, that's what I was kind of getting. Like, or like something outside of yeah. his job, you know. Like, like he's been shit. he's been doing he's been like working on this so much that like his wife left him or something like that. You know. You know. I mean, or, or you just 
This one's real dark. Yeah, yeah. He's like he's like dying of cancer, so it's this like race against time. Yeah, you know what I mean something or like that. drinking himself, to drinking death. himself to death. Yeah, he's got yeah. Like, or like yeah, mm-hmm. or um, he wants to be like respected. Mm-hmm. I think, and like that's the like because this, it's such like a behind the scenes position, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, you know. What's that extra thing about him? Him as a character that makes him interesting. So so like obviously if he can't like. His, you talking his flaws, desire, huh? You talking flaws? Yeah, maybe it's a flaw. But you know, like yeah, like I said, like we said, like is he have like a drinking problem? Did his wife leave him because he's so passionate about this? Uh, I I do kind of like he, the idea of him being a painter as well, because I mean, it's like he can look at paint and critique mm-hmm. paint and see like, okay, this yeah. is. But I don't I don't think that's like D12. the extra. Thing. <clears throat> Hold on. Okay. We've got a. I've got a. I've got a thing here, and there's all sorts of ideas and things that are. That are based in die. Ah. So there's an entire NPC flaw oh, chart. Perfect. Ready? One through twelve. Okay. Six. Prone to rage. <laughs> <laughs> so he drinks alcoholic. Which should go yeah. well to your like ah. Yeah, where he, like, he, he like smashes it at the end. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's a drinker. Yeah. Or like Do you think that's why he's like Oh that could be great. Do you think that's why he's like locked himself up? To work by, like, he works alone. Yeah. Because he is prone to rage. Like, he doesn't work well with others. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Okay. So, like, yeah. that's that's why he's in the room. I don't know why, how we discovered, like, we learned that about him yet. But Maybe I mean, he's forced to work with somebody on something because he's not doing so hot. I mean, I guess that would that's be... That's cool. That would that's be the cool. classic buddy cop thing. Like That's okay, though. Yeah, yeah. That's okay, because at least we have a premise in it. And that's somebody for him to talk to. Mm-hmm. You know? And then we back. is it still the person outside, or is it a person? It, it, that really shifts the dynamic. Mm-hmm. If we bring in that other person, the, <laughs> the 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 person taunting wouldn't necessarily have to yeah be there whatsoever. Well, I mean, Unless, in the end, we could still it could still turn out that the person that was brought in to help him is the yeah the killer or that. is the the forger. That's true. That mm-hmm. can, that can still be the twist. Yeah, yeah, and it I can like still that. be taunting them. Into madness. Yeah, and but, he's like but we making don't, it seem yeah. like it's his boss or something. I don't know. Yeah, but the, I would say the yeah we wouldn't know that till the end. Right. Maybe he even tr- he's trying to help. So so this might play into because I, I wrote down his reputations uh, at stake because like we said like his first thing he's an art expert. So if he can't solve this, his reputation's on the line. When when they send in someone else to help him, that's another slap at his reputation. Mm. Like you're like we're gonna like yeah. I don't need anyone to help me. I'm the best. <laughs> That's yeah. all I was gonna say. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Yeah. And so if you have your two paintings, right? Yeah. And the guy goes in like, in like, they look like. I was supposed to, I, when I drew mine, all I wanted to say is like the guy to say, just push them together. <laughs> <laughs> just push them together. Put your face right <laughs> between <laughs> them. <and> closer. <laughs> closer. Yeah. closer yeah. And then like, on the phone, he just goes. <laughs> 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 okay. There's a scene. <laughs> you motorbone son of a bitch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this guy like rages out and destroys this one mm-hmm. as a reaction, which this guy caused. Mm-hmm. He's just like, "You're crazy, man! I'm gonna take this one," and he takes the real one. Oh, wait, and, who? And the partner. Okay. Okay. But he ends up being the guy. Yes. He ends yes. up being and the so, guy. So the ending is a. Um, <clears throat> Is a usual suspects. Yes. Where like yes. where where you find out that 
like, oh, Kevin Spacey was the guy the whole time. Yes. You know, of course. These guys are so sad. These guys are so sad. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. So, so once our art yeah. expert is the best at detecting forges. Yes. But he's stuck. Like this is like he's been shacked up for days, weeks. Yeah. He's not doing so. And, and he's got this, this, this. Really, I think thing. our story is like. Yeah, really, it starts. There. It starts here. Yeah. This is all like backstory we learned that he's the best and that. Right. He's stuck on this one. He's got two. Yeah. His job is to solve, figure out which one of these is the fake, so that he can give the real one back to the museum, and they can destroy the fake. I mean, cause, yeah, because they don't want to make the mistake. He can't do this, so the. The museum, the police, they send in a helper. And that makes him mad. That's like the first thing that makes him mad because it's like a ding on his reputation. I don't, that's, not the until, that's not really the until. That's like part of the but. Let, mm-hmm. me, let, me, let me add to this. Yeah, yeah. He, has, he, gets off the, he gets off the horn with the chief who's just like, you're fucking this up. Mm-hmm. You know, basically. You know. Yeah, yeah. And just like... <laughs> Uh, he's that's like, the opening that would get a lot of backstory this is right mm-hmm. it's like you've been on this for you know yeah and the chief like gives context he's like it's like I'm gonna have to explore other options like you're leaving me no choice mm-hmm. and then like, like they brought this guy in because he's supposed to be the best like they brought this guy in yeah. but he just, yeah, yeah. He, just he just is just like, like yeah yeah right then yeah hello yeah knock hi I'm I'm here to help yeah yeah uh, like the chief sent me over yeah whatever yeah he's like I'm here to help they, so they get in there and, 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 and selfishly, this gives our art thief all sorts of license to just like miss say things. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just to make um, him think he's an idiot. But. Make him think he's an idiot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Make him think he's an idiot. So, and make this guy really fucking resent him. Yeah. Yeah. This guy I mean, helps with his rage. So like yeah, the whole yeah. time, the whole time, like once the guy enters the room, our main character really isn't doing his job. He's just kind of trying to prove that he doesn't need this other guy here. Right. And he's kind of like, look, like I don't need you here, you know. Maybe, I don't know, he, maybe he's, 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 he's having, having him like run run over what you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You what know? do you know so far? And yeah. he goes through sort of explaining how he knows that like this is this guy, this criminal but style. Here's where I'm stuck. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think like, yeah, it gets. He, That's he, the bottom, right? Yeah, I was gonna say the until is maybe the the guy who brought came in. He points out something that he didn't think about. He's like, well, wait, what about what about the blah blah blah? And he he like stops. He's like, wait, like I never thought I never thought of that. Yeah. You know, and, he, and how so, you, so how it gets a little bit of trust for him. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's. I mean, I think I don't know if it's the how do you know that yet? Because that would that would be the twist. Yeah, but it's more like I didn't think of that. Yeah, I mean, he actually didn't think of it. But yes, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. as he's explaining things in the idioms, mm-hmm. the idiotic idioms that he keeps fucking up are mm-hmm. like starting to piss him off. Yeah, and yeah. so he's just like, "Oh my god, it's this! I never saw it before!" And he and, and he just hits him with the biggest stupidest idiom at the end, and he just gets so pissed. He's just like, "Ah!" <laughs> and, and I don't know. Yeah. That, that yeah. Don't do it. You know, know, everything yeah. is possible. Mm-hmm. Someone's yeah. just so happy all the time, or so. You know, or he's goofy. taking this so seriously. The right. motorboating thing is like the thing that just sends him over the edge. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. No. I'm trying to think of like what. Um, maybe. Maybe we do need to give that second person a character now. Oh yeah. Like they definitely. walk in. Maybe we do need to give him a character that would help explain like. All right. So 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 who's who? Crazy. So art expert has a reputation, prone to rage. Yeah. We can give him a name. Um, is that James? James, the art expert. Detective James Maplewood. Well, he's not a detective. No, he's, he's just an art expert. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Sure. Yeah. James. He's gonna have like a snooty name. He's, mm. he's like an art expert. Reginald. 
Reggie. Yeah. Reginald Featherbottom. <laughs> I mean, if his name was Reginald, our other guy could call him Reggie. Yeah, and he's just, it's Reginald. <laughs> yes. Or maybe is his name like a lineage of some type of a famous painter or something like that? No, I don't care. I mean, I think Reg is fine. Reginald, Reginald. Van Gogh. <laughs> no, not that Van Gogh. Yeah. Yeah. Were you related to him? Probably. Who knows? So, so That's we, so we've got, yeah. so we've got Reginald, who's our art expert. He, he has, he's the expert, foremost expert on solving, like picking out forgeries. He's been tasked with solving this one crime, but he can't do it. But and there's a rare situation. There. I, I like where you're going. Like. There's there's all sorts of like forgeries happening, but they were able to, like the closest they got was able to like capture. Because how does he have two? That's true. You know, yeah, yeah. they were able to capture. We got you two. Like, well, yeah. they caught him in the act. They didn't get him, but they got the but but mm-hmm. but they got the fake. Mm-hmm. But like, in, like, like, like like in the shuffle. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, they weren't able to yeah. tell like which ones. I mean, that could be part of what forgery. the what the the chief is saying on the phone. He's like, God damn it, like like. We got you. Have both of, you we have got both, both of them. them. How hard can like? It's not even yeah. like you only have one in the room. Like, yeah, we spent a lot of money getting that fake one. <laughs> um, if you can't solve this soon, like, we're gonna need to do something else, and that that's a ping at his reputation because he he, he doesn't oh, he doesn't oh, fail. Oh, oh, oh. He oh, always yes. solves. Yes, yes, yes. Let me skip to the end just real quick. Okay, go ahead to the end. Yeah. So, like, if this guy drops the brush, which is like the big clue, he could be like. Oh my God! Brush. This one is the fake. Look at it. I can see it. Like, like, oh, the brush pattern. It's blah blah blah. And he's like focusing so hard on this. The guy's already gone with that one. The real one. You know. Mm-hmm. And that could be the big gotcha at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I like that because we need the brush in there. Yeah. We haven't even we haven't even like tried to put the brush. I mean, but, no, the but brush. That, could that's just the be. so the brush stroke is the one thing that he's stuck on. See, I don't think he knows about. I don't think he's really considered the brush. Okay. Too much. Could that be the thing? That that's what I think sets off the end chain of events. So that's what the until like James points out. He's like, "Well, did you look at the brush stroke or something?" He says something about yeah. the brush. Like, what kind of brush did he use? Or so I'm thinking. Like, he a very similar scene. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he said, "Have you considered the brush?" And this is like where he flips. Where he flips. Have out. I figured? Have I figured the brush? I've been through every goddamn angle. Uh-huh. I've done this, 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 this. Of course, I've looked over horsehair. Blah blah blah. Fingerprints. Yada yada yada. I'm so goddamn saying this thing. Ah. And then like it's like it's like it's like this this mystery you come in here is impossible. It's impossible. There's no possible way. There's no possible way this could be a forgery. Everything is perfect. It's like of course I consider the fucking brush. Rage. Yeah. Destroyed the thing. And he looks around and is gone, and then you see a paintbrush on the ground that says "Anything's possible." Yeah, and, no, and no, he's no, gone. I like that. Yeah, I, I like. I think it needs the lull of like where he realizes, like, "Oh my god!" Like you still like the idea of him taking it, like, he's "Oh like, god!" You are crazy. Like, like the chief is going to hear about this. Like, I, like I don't know which one's real, but I'm not going to let you touch this. Yeah. He walks away, and like the so like the other guy's alone, and he's like sitting there on the floor. And and he notices like wait a minute like th- there's a paintbrush on the floor and he like takes it over to the the one that he punched and he like he kind of like holds it up to it and like realizes that he's like oh my god mm-hmm. and he like looks at it and he's like anything's possible ooh mm-hmm. is that good enough is that good enough is that cheesy I mean I think down? I think maybe as we when oh, we come god. back through it and like flesh it out yeah. we might be able to because because the nice thing that movies like uh, 
usual suspects or it, it also reminds me of like the end of um not not the yeah the illusionist oh, not yeah. the prestige but the illusionist mm, yeah. you the know, good one <laughs> i love the prestige uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like, the, 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 the thing that both of those do really well is that like that like oh my gosh oh, like, the better one. yeah oh with, yeah with the two Christian bells yeah, yeah, yeah oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the way better yeah, yeah. sorry but I mean they, they but that and like usual suspects do a really good job of like drawing out that like I see everything now. Like everything that was in, like, yeah. everything I saw was a lie. And so, I mean, I think we could flesh that out. That scene, I mean, I yeah. feel like we need that. It, it almost has to like build up. It can't just end on like anything's possible. It's gotta like. I think it could though. It, well, I mean, that could be the very end, but I mean, I think you, you can't just like, he runs out and like the real, like we need to help the audience. We need more realization than just like anything's possible. Is James the one painting the, the fake pictures? Yeah. Yeah. He's also the, the guy that the chief brought in. To well, so... The chief brought in. Yeah, yeah. But that the chief be, never, like, mentions it. No, he never said who it was. It just... He just says he's, like, he's fucking up. Someone, I, mean, need another, I, I might need to find other options. Mm -hmm. I mean, that could be... But why if we need he, it, that could be part of it. Is like when he's sitting on the floor looking at the, uh, the, the paintbrush. If we need it, someone else could show up at the door and be like, Detective... Detective Smith... Like, hey, I'm here to help you. And he's like, what? And he's like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the By audience, the way, this is on the front door. If the audience, yeah, <laughs> yeah. If the audience, if we need that. We yeah, can, if we need it. Mm -hmm. Why would he, why would James risk uh, him, at, like, potentially punching the real one? To, 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 he's to a, get he's a crazy back. mastermind. To get that's back why, the real yeah, one, because yeah. the real one's super valuable. Well, how well, would that's he know I, that he was going to go for the fake one, though? It's like, oh, God. But, but I mean, I think anything can be explained by, like, James is a crazy mastermind, and he he, he was holding all the cards the whole time. Like, yeah. And, and the the reason he had to risk it and come to the studio was because the cops had captured both of them. Okay. And and so like that's why he has to show up. Right. Cause this guy to go crazy, take it out from under his nose. Well, I mean, it's, it's the whole reason for going there. Is it, yeah. is is if like they just recovered both the paintings, then mm -hmm. that's like the, that's the way to catch him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If this guy intercepts. Mm -hmm. And actually takes the real one. They have no base of comparison anymore. Yep. yep. And he's already won. Yeah, he's won. He doesn't even need the. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets right. away with his real painting. And, and he gets away with the real one and leaves the fake one, and they have no base of comparison. Yeah. Yeah, because it's destroyed. And it's destroyed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even better. Yep. And the art, the our art expert, his reputation is oh, like just all fucking destroyed. tanked. Yeah. So really, I mean, he doesn't really have an an arc in this like that would go towards. You know, Redemption? Yeah, exactly. Which is fine. I don't think you need to redeem everything. No. I'm totally fine not doing that. I, I love those movies that leave you on it'd be a good head. time to take a stretch. I think it would, too. Mm -hmm. one, one thing to think about while we're stretching, mm -hmm. their dialogue along the way, um, I think can talk about, like, loss or something like that. We can, we can talk about, like, respect and loss, mm -hmm. and they can have parallels there. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's where their two worlds intersect. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. And they can have this sort of like cat and mouse conversation. Yeah, the last thing I was going to say, because we didn't, we haven't actually like fleshed out James's character, Ooh. but just like Kaiser Sir say, we could give him a story. Oh, absolutely. He, while he's sitting there talking, we can give him a story. Yeah. But it's like a very loose. About loss. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's like, like losing his brother or something. Yeah, something. Oh, I've lost things. I've lost plenty of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know. All right. At this juncture, Team Inconvenience started to home in on their story. Likewise, Team Bullywugs was beginning to get a little more specific. 
like, would it be helpful? And I don't, I don't want to change gears so quickly, but like, would it be helpful to talk about the other stuff? Cause we still have mm. the, Right, um, the paintbrush. Yeah. Some of the more successful shorts are when the prop is used in a way that's like, it's like irreplaceable. Like you can't, you can't visualize the character without it or like the story doesn't work without it. I like how we mm-hmm. for a silent film. Oh shit. <laughs> that's a good point. What's that? We have a line for a silent film. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, you could probably write it off. Like it, it's a quote that you could put somewhere. It just be like the title. Oh, that's no, never mind. Scratch that. What's what's the line again? Anything's possible. Oh, so you could have like some sort of like poster or like, or it could be written. I mean, you know, this is probably like a bad example, but did anyone see? Um, nope. <laughs> uh, Pollock with um, Ed Harris as uh, as Jackson Pollock, the artist. Yeah, yeah. I don't know it. I I was trying to think. I don't think I've yeah. seen it. So like there's there's a sequence in the film and if I remember it correctly he's like he's making one of his like really famous pieces like out in his like this mm-hmm. like detached garage or shed but like as the audience like, you know, people familiar with his work kind of know what's going on but like as the audience you never see the big picture until like it's finished sort of thing mm-hmm. and so there's like this there's a sequence where it well it's a, it's actually kind of like a series of sequences uh, spread out through the move uh, through the, throughout the movie. It's like, you know, him kind of struggling and like, you know, uh, painting and getting frustrated. Like, so in other words, like you never see what he's doing, but you know that whatever is going on on the other side of the canvas is like, like really beating this guy up. I don't know. I'm just like, you're, you're, you're getting into the, like making the prop help the prop. Yeah. Drive, drive some decisions. Yeah. Well, you know, and I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if I, I would necessarily suggest that literally, but again, or is there, is there like an unconventional use for a paintbrush that like could lead to one of those situations where you're just like, Oh yeah, what's this, what's this person doing? Or so, yeah, I'm kind of, kind of hitting the wall a little bit. I mean, it's, and it's tricky cause I don't feel like it's, it's due to lack of good ideas. I, I look at the list um, that we have now and like, you've got some good concepts but nothing super like sticky. Like, like we haven't gotten to that, that miracle part of the podcast yet where we're like, yes, it was there the whole time. And we just did. Mm -hmm. And by way of introducing the reintroducing the prop into the conversation, I was kind of hoping that's like how we would get there. Right. I mean, all Um, I can think about is painting miniatures. So, I mean, but that's like kind of, I could get behind that only because like I could picture some cool shots. Right. Um, but like when I say I picture some cool shots, I picture like three, right? Right. That's the thing. Like, like it's it, it kind of begins yeah. and ends there, unless it was, yeah, unless you could build a larger narrative around it. Do you think we could do? We we probably couldn't do a spy. Could we do a thief? So could we do some sort of like art theft thing? Like theft from an artist? I mean, and like maybe the thief leaves a mark with a paintbrush. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, I guess I was just sort of working it into like, it, yeah, if it was the, yeah. um, and it's, it's could be cool. Cause I mean, there are two, there are two art galleries in town. So I mean, like we could, we may have an in there. I like the idea of like, a, like an art heist or something like that. Right. Cause are going to be quiet. Yeah. But like, <clears throat> again, it's, it's one of those ideas that like begins and ends like, okay, so they get it. Then what? They either they either get caught and like there's like a little bit like there's some like chuckle in the 
you know, in the way, way back in the audience, like, ah, ha, ha. Or he gets away with it, and everyone's like, oh, that's it. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, well, do you remember the Thomas Crown affair? Did you see it, Justin? No. No. It was the one, it was the one with Pierce Brosnan. But it was like, he was this, like, super rich guy. And, like, for kicks, he, like, stole a fucking painting from, a, like, the New York Museum of Art, right? Yeah. Um, but, like, the end scene... Yeah. Like, because he says he's gonna like, re- like steal or return or something like that. But it was just like it was interesting because it was it was about um, he like steals one painting and in the process of stealing one, like or returning one, stole another yeah. or something like that. It was like weird, but like you know there was like a little bit of a, a like of an aha to it or it was cle- more clever than just like oh I stole a piece of artwork right. There was more to it than that. I don't I don't know if we could get there or not. I. You're right. The whole idea with the silent thing is like it, it keeps you into the realm of like almost like one situation, you know? Yeah. So I, I hate to bring it up again, that same film. Can you ever forgive me? So eventually Melissa McCarthy's character goes to the archives uh, at um, Yale University. She, she winds up actually stealing some handwritten, some handwritten letters from famous authors and like the way she would oh, yeah. do it is she would and like the archives, like it's, it's like legit business. Like you got to check in, you got to have like a letter from your publisher saying that you're doing this kind of research. And then there's a security guard that basically stands outside this like glass room and like watches you the whole time to make sure you're not stealing anything. <laughs> and so like, there's like this really tense moment where you know, like she's like watching him and she's watching and he's watching her. And like, she like very like gracefully like makes the switch and he, like, he doesn't notice and she gets off scot-free. And so you're like, oh, that's like kind of cool. But again, it doesn't have quite the payoff that you'd think. Unless, you know, unless you caught up with them later and you're like, oh, this is the reason why they were stealing this thing. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that's the big aha. It's like, why is this person stealing this? Right. I don't yeah. Know. So I, I mean, I guess I was trying to go into the, this, the character a little bit. So if, if it was either in my head, I was saying like, so the character is the James uh, Maplewood. Is that what it is? Yeah. Or the character was stealing from James Maplewood. And like, so either our character is an artist or our character was stealing from an artist or both or both, like maybe a forger. I don't know. I'm just like kind of riffing here, you know, just art forgery could be interesting, but also kind of really hard to pull off. (laughs) Let's, let's, let's re let's redirect a character. Like, cause let's, let's start by talking about our character as profession, right? So what are they? They're an artist or they're a thief. And, and what, I'm, what I'm trying to accomplish here is I think back to those tapes that were um, conversations between Lawrence Kasdan, um, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg. Mm-hmm. You're talking about Indiana Jones as a character. Like they don't have a story for him or anything yet, but they're just like talking yeah. about be a really cool character. And like, oh, dude, he's got to be an archaeologist. Oh, and he's got to have like a fun like, like w- weapon. It's a, it's a whip. Like that's his thing. Like one of his ma- major characterizations is like he always wears this fucking hat. It's tr- it's crazy to believe, but they had all that shit figured out even before they were thinking about like a temple of doom or yeah, know, right, holy grail, the ark. I like this idea of like an artist or a thief. Yeah, so let's. I mean, like, what if it is an artist, and what if it? I mean, I I even think it could be both. That maybe that's the reveal in our in our thing is that the artist is the thief. Oh, you know, like, or whatever. Like, what if he steals from galleries that like, he like submitted his artwork, but like didn't get in. 
Yeah, so it's like swaps, like it's this weird kind of vandalism. He like swaps out other pieces for his work. <laughs> yeah, he can do that, or, or if it's just like just revenge of like, okay, oh, I'm not there. I'm gonna steal the stuff that is there. Then, yeah, but, I mean, there's, I mean, there there are stories about like art vandalism and stuff like that, or art forgery is a big one because art is has a monetary value assigned to it that's not necessarily traceable. So like a lot of like drug dealers and arms dealers uh, use art as currency. <laughs> what if he? What if the main character gets his artwork into galleries, and in some way that enables him to get into those galleries and steal, like yeah. the other stuff? I feel like that may be a plot that have already happened in a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like this idea of so. So we 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 we're kind of tiptoeing around this idea that he's an artist and he's a, or he's a thief. And I still don't quite see how the, the, the paintbrush plays like a major role in it. Right. So like I could see yeah. sort of like a, a form of, of vandalism. So in other words, like I, I pictured this, this scenario and I don't know how you would play it out without using words, but like, you know, they're, they're the kind of artists where like their work is never truly finished. And so like, what if he like breaks into a, a, a museum or an art gallery with the intention of like finishing it. Like yeah. it's already been there, but like there's like a part of it that's unfinished to him and it's like been eating at him for, for like years and years and years. And so, but like that doesn't come to apparent to us as the audience until like the very end, right? We think like, cause he's all like cat burglared out. So we think he's going in there to like steal it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, cause I was thinking about how instead, like yeah, before you said like we didn't, we don't know that. Cause like if he was in there and you see him like staring and you zoomed in like on one part of the, of the, the painting and it's like the eyebrows missing. Yeah, and then you just come back later, and he's like fixing it, like. But that would that gives him it tells you what he's doing. Well, like, or you can always flash back to that, maybe yeah. or something like. Because you've got my you've got my juices flowing a little bit, just because I like this idea that there's a like, there's a deeper characterization to it, like so whether it's, um, whether it's like Justin, like we were saying, it's like revenge, like you know, he goes in to like vandalize other pieces of work, or if it's because as an artist, he's like deeply unsatisfied with his work and so he needs to like he has like a, a compulsion to fix it even if it's like hanging in the middle of a gallery or if it's i don't know i'm just like there's some there's like those sort of themes really intrigue me because it it makes the character a little bit more complex beyond like he's an artist or he's a thief because mm -hmm. i think fixing your own like technically you make sense but like in, in reality you probably don't need to break into fix your own painting so the idea of him like because you can see him going around and like taking yeah. notes on other people's paintings of like what he wants to fix and maybe you don't know what he's writing but maybe later you see his list like needs better teeth or like the background's blurry or like <laughs> <Needs> better teeth <laughs> something like and so yeah. he's taking notes and all, all the stuff he's going to break in and fix later because yeah. then you would have a shot like you could do you would have uh, him like a lot of shots fixing things yeah admittedly I am not thinking about the the sort of like the finer details are like the logistics of it. Like, and, and I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying that it's like, that's my fault. Like I'm just sort of thinking out loud. And trying yeah. to think. When you were saying that Josh in my head, I was picturing like, you know, kind of the classic, you know, unpacking of tools and like, it, it looks like, Oh, it's going to be all this, uh, you know, normal gear that a thief might have, you know, like imagine like unrolling one of those like little canvas pouch yeah. things, but inside it is like, a, a bunch of paintbrushes, right. you know, and 
see, so yeah, like, I, I think that's, that's where I really get kind of a rise is cause like when, when you sort of subvert expectations or you like challenge people's biases where like they think they know what's going on until they don't. And like, yeah, like, thing, like they roll out their set of tools and you're like, Oh, these aren't the tools that you would use to like steal something. This is. Yeah. Different. So like if, if I went through it, it would be like beat one. And then this is more than just one like beat, but it would be, we establish the character who is like obsessed with art. So like we see at galleries, the murals, if we want, and then specifically like at one piece of art a lot. And it's like this focal point. Right. Wow. And then there's probably some sort of like pre pre preparation or tool up scene or whatever. And we're led to believe that this person's going to go fucking steal this piece of art. And, but like, they're actually going in there to fix it. We don't, we might not even need to know if it was theirs or <laughs> not or whatever, or, or deface it, fix it, deface it, do something to it. But you think it, it we'd be leading people to think like, Oh shit, he's going to steal this thing. And yeah. it's like, no, going to do something else to it. You know? I mean, and, and I, I, I do want to mention just, before we, we get too far down this bunny trail, like this is pretty, this is really heavily predicated on us filming in a, in a gallery. I, I like the idea and I'm not, I'm not necessarily suggesting that we, um, we abandon it, but like, I, I think we need to ask ourselves, like, is this, does, do we all have energy around this and en enough energy to like make some calls tomorrow? Or do we feel like we could set mm. our someplace else and do something that's not yeah. more not, not not guaranteed but like something that's just like more within our power right? right so during these sort of competitions the conversation can quickly bounce between story and production in other words on this podcast we rarely talk about how things are going to get accomplished and since both teams felt pretty confident in their narratives the dialogue wound up shifting to logistics things like who's going to play who and when and where we're going to film for now We'll spare you some of those in-the-moment details. However, we did want to give everyone a glimpse into how the execution compared to the conception. So we assembled some of the members of each team to debrief. So mm -hmm. Chris and Dave, you got second place. Yep. Yep. The best place. First loser. Yeah, first is the worst. <laughs> um, second is actually the best. Yeah, it's true. So I'm curious. People in third got a hairy chest. <laughs> Sounds Yeah, cool. okay. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I'm curious, how did your finished film compare to, uh, your original idea? So in other words, how did, uh, what was the execution like versus conception? So con artist is, was our final film. Yeah. Uh, f f fastidious art detective, uh, Reginald Rodin, uh, is running out of time when a helpful, yet linguistically <laughs> challenged uh, detective attempts attempts to help him and yeah. hilarity ensues yeah Got yeah it. he's been tasked with finding a forgery and between between a two, real and a fake yeah, yeah 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 between two pictures something like that okay from the first draft of the idea before we started writing there were some name changes I remember mm. uh, James Maplewood was originally the the bad guy. Yeah, he was the, the con uh, artist. Yeah, he was the con artist. Yeah, it it took a couple drafts before he became the painter. Right, because we we found ourselves in a situation where we're like, oh, they're really only kind of talking about themselves, and what else are they talking about? So, the decision for them to reference this other artist uh, became not only um, 
beneficial for the audience because they're just not looking at the same two mugs all the time. But it actually helped move the story along and objectify or keep this keep the. Uh, keep the plot itself more objective as they are referring to the other people. And it actually became a really good device to to, like, to help both the art expert and the con artist have things to debate and talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The majority of our, of the stuff that we wrote into our, the first script and from the first idea stayed true mainly really because we knew like, we knew it was going to be dialogue heavy and we knew that it was all going to take place in one room and there was going to have to be art that we had to create. Um, we're fine. So we, we spent a lot of time doing pre-production uh, mm-hmm. before we actually shot anything. So I feel like, and that was time well spent. Mm-hmm. I feel like things didn't change at least in production. Like once we were, were rolling, like everything just sort of happened. And there was actually very little improv mm-hmm. too. So like really not a, not a whole lot. Yeah, you and Nick changed. pretty much. We stuck to script pretty heavy, which we don't usually do. No, as a big group, usually we we don't script and we kind of improv because we got the two characters. Which is sort of the antithesis of your question, really. But like <laughs> at, at the same time, it's 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 atypical. <laughs> yeah, so I think that was the main things that changed in our film. Uh, Josh, Justin, what was your film that won first place? Congratulations! Whoop, whoop. <laughs> and and how did how did it change from the original concept? So our film was Swipe, which um, I feel like the title warrants just a little bit of explanation because as Justin found out over the course of production, Swipe is actually a, a, a technique used in uh, acrylic painting, I think. I believe so. And it was sort of, there's sort of a dual meaning because it it's, has to do with, a, I guess, a, a supposed art thief. So it sort of has a, there's a sort of a duality to the, uh, the meaning or the title. Yeah. Let me just call out real quick how funny it is that both our teams, like we didn't connect at all during the oh, meeting, no, no. but we both came up with something to do with an art thief uh, and, a, and an artist named James Maplewood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically our, our film swipe was about uh, a lot of that has to do with uh, misdirection. But so for the first half of the film, you're, you're led to believe that um, there is this person who is studying a piece of art in a gallery and they they return later that night to steal it but in fact uh uh the the twist is that um they're actually coming back to fix the painting because they turn out to be the artist and what what is particularly vexing about the painting is that it was never really was never truly finished so that's why um they come back under the the cover mm-hmm. of darkness to uh to finish the job and, w- and one thing about that 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 you never I was just curious maybe if this is ever a discussion or not on, on your end, but I got that it was the artist coming back and not just some guy who was just like, Oh, that really bothers me. I want like just a fastidious person, oh, yeah. Yeah. you know, and which, which it could have been, but somehow it didn't play off that way. Was that ever discussed in the making of your thing? I mean, we actually talked about that quite a bit. Cause like, especially with a silent film, it's hard to like give explanations for things. For sure. And so we actually were going to film up a, a local like art studio up the road, um, but he wasn't going to be around and such. But we asked him the question of like, could an artist just come back and fix this stuff? And he's like, yeah, no problem. But then I'm like, <laughs> what if he sold it already? He's like, oh no, like oh, then no. you can't touch then it. Can't touch and it. so like with the silent film, we could kind of just like make people assume a lot. And so you can assume whatever reason, whoever, I mean, cause you don't really need to know that it's the artist. You don't need to know why he's doing it, but like mm-hmm. it's just some person that you think's going to steal it and then doesn't, and that's just 
yeah. the fun of the movie. And that's so, good. Like yeah. to, to have that other additional layer on, I don't think would necessarily serve it better. Mm-hmm. I, it was it was great. And I think myself and almost everyone else that I've talked to about it, like came to the same conclusion like, that it was the artist. <sighs> but it, but it, it was so interesting because it, it it could have not been. I don't know why. Like, but but it was just well established that that was uh, like that was the artist. Yeah, we we decided because um, we did talk about it, and I think ultimately we decided that it worked on both levels. Um, I think we just got lucky that everyone came to that to the same conclusion. In fact, it wasn't until afterwards. I think somebody, I think it might have been you, Justin, mentioned, "Oh, it should have put a." Fuck my fucking picture <laughs> yeah. on the artist statement, <laughs> and, and it would have just they would have connected would really all the dots instead of taking this really it. risky leap of faith. Like, oh, everyone will fucking get it. Yeah. But even if it wasn't, I think people got it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. but even if you were just some guy who was like really fastidious, that's just another. That's just a talking point in the in the car ride home, you know, yeah. afterwards for somebody, which is yeah. ultimately like one of the cooler parts about. Yeah. It. Yeah. Well, I remember in your guys's. Uh, Recording. I mean, it did. You guys went through a lot of different iterations of the same idea. Where it's like, what if an artist is mad that his painting didn't get picked, and so like he's changing other people's art, or like there's somebody going in and like fixing art that he thinks is wrong. You know, like so like you did go through. It was there and it changed. Was there was there any other things that changed from? Mm-hmm. I think the main thing for me was just like how short like we had like all these kind of grand scenes kind of planned and then the end like they just weren't helping the story especially the silent film like you don't want to watch a a cat and mouse chase for like 20 or like I guess like five minutes Mm -hmm. so it's like barely like a minute I think in the movie which like works out perfectly it's just enough to kind of get what's going on but But the grand total running time of like two and a half minutes yeah Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's very short like one of the one of one of, if not maybe the shortest ones in the entire evening of films of it fifteen was the films. Second, it was the second shortest, uh, beat only by <laughs> the one who that didn't finish, and they basically cut together a minute and a half trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. But still, like effective. Like it doesn't yeah. shows that like it doesn't have to be long to to tell the story that needs to tell. Yeah, yeah. We um, where we where we experienced a lot of challenges was actually in the production like justin alluded to earlier we had all these these sort of set pieces and it quickly became a a, a cat and mouse game and we all were sitting around so we'd filmed the majority of it on saturday night and we were sitting around the computer and we just kind of ingested everything and and strung together a really quick uh uh sequence and i think everyone left that night feeling really terrible we're like oh my god guys we like really screwed the pooch this year like this isn't good it's not fun it's by virtue of being silent we didn't really write a script we just kind of had like a rough outline so this happens and then this happens, and, that. And, this happens <laughs> and this happens but then what we walked what we walked away with was this kind of like amorphous like non story we're just like oh it's just like it's it's a was it frustrating because it was undefined I think so. In, I mean, in, in a way without, because that's something I've always, uh, like I always think about when I'm writing scripts is like actions are some of the hardest things, like the choreographing nature of actions is some of the hardest things to actually write and getting on set and blocking things out and knowing where it is it just becomes easier when you're actually doing the thing. And was it, was it the, was it the unknown nature of, of on page? There just wasn't a lot. That and like, again, so telling the story, there's a whole thing, right? Like if I had more time, I'd write a shorter speech. Mm. So like with a silent film, like you you have to give That's a insightful. lot without 
without a lot of like context. So you like you can't rely on text or words or like you know people talking really. So like like the only thing you can really read in the whole thing is like the title and then like James Maplewood like art maybe or something like that. Yeah. And so yeah, you just have to like quickly give people like what's going on without doing a lot of without being able to do a lot, I guess. But I think one thing that, like, I think when it started to come around, is actually like, I think someone said that you, Dave, challenged us to like, make it make it in black and white. Yeah, I did, and, then, <laughs> and it honestly, yeah. like, it made it look like this looks yeah. way better because, like, you know, like, because yeah. the root office with like the walls, like oh, the different colors. Right. Yeah. Like, I think that was that was by far the most, aside from just kind of being saved in the edit. Yeah, it was the most serendipitous thing because we were all working yeah, in the office, yeah. and Dave swung by, and basically, basically said like, oh, like. I thought you guys were going to do black and white, but essentially I knew you didn't have the guts to do black and white. And, I did. I did kind of lay yeah. out a, like a dick challenge. And, <laughs> it was kind of a dick move, but whatever. And, and to, uh, to your credit, I think it actually kind of saved our film because really enhanced it. I mean, not only was, um, not only was our color all over the place and it just made right. our lives easier in post-production, but I think it made it sort of stand out in a way that like, you know, I like Pleasantville, the mm-hmm. film, but Pleasantville, Pleasantville wouldn't be quite as good if it was just you know wall to wall color all the time. Like there was there was Agreed. something very sort of, granted, novel about the color, uh, the color correction and some of the the techniques that they used. But I mean, I think we, by virtue of employing those same techniques in our film, I think it really sort of elevated to a, a, a whole new level that is kind of difficult to talk about because it goes beyond story. And I, and I will say it goes into the implied language of film, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it definitely put a renewed importance or focus on the painting. It made the, the painting sort of the object of a obsession, which mm-hmm. I always, which in hindsight, I really, really liked Me because too. again, like in the film, we, you know, made everything black and white except for the paintings. Whenever you see the painting, it's like not black and white, which mm-hmm. kind of gives that little, Right. It becomes, it was clearly like the object of desire and obsession. And really, I mean, as an audience member, I was, I was super drawn to it. And I was like, that was such a cool decision that I accidentally gave to you guys, you (laughs) rat bastards. (laughs) Um, So on on that topic, I'm just going to shift gears really quickly because the other thing that our two teams had in common is that we both created our own original art for oh, this yeah. thing. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and um, oh, yeah, and that's listening right. to the recording, you guys, like yours was extremely premeditated. You knew exactly oh, what yeah. you were going to paint. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. we did. And you would, you would actually sort of centered around a bunch of gags and stuff. Oh, I know it. Um, around the, 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 the two paintings. Well, the one painting, one being a, a legitimate and the other one being a forgery, but. Right, yeah. well, we would, we would what what do we do, Chris? I mean, we just, just essentially said it should be like super minimal, yeah. so we didn't have to do a lot to. It, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was twofold. It was yeah. that we knew, we knew we were gonna, if we made a movie about artists, we were gonna have to paint some of the stuff and then mm-hmm. our skills would be limited. <laughs> right, uh, I mean, exactly, then, like yeah. if we were to make something, yeah. like it better not be complicated. Yeah, and then, and we have two, to make it twice. And then two, there was a, I think a bit of, a, it lend to the comedy of, of sort of the joke of, of abstract art or like, you know, very like minimalist art being. Or motorboating boobs. Yeah, is yeah. that what you're trying <laughs> to go? Well, this, no, I'm just saying <laughs> yeah. like. Sort of like yeah. highfalutin. Yeah, it, it's, sort of, yeah, really yeah, highbrow, highbrow comedy. We yeah, felt yeah. like we could get away with that highbrow comedy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, highbrow meets our low, lowbrow. Our, yeah, it's our lowbrow comedy. And In a highbrow, highbrow world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which was actually a great juxtaposition. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You yeah, know. I agree. Did you guys uh, keep track of which one was the forgery, or did you just like mix them up? Yeah, well, because I made them both, and I right. made the real one first. Okay. So, I mean, did you, so did you keep track which one? I, I like that at, question. I can look at them, and I can tell you which one's okay. real. Because I couldn't. <laughs> I thought we made a decision in the moment, like, okay, if he yeah. kicks the left one, then it's actually easier for him to take off with the right one uh-huh. and just exit the door. Yeah. And so yeah. I would be hard pressed to tell I can you. And tell by you, the way, I like the one better yeah. than the other, oh, actually. And fun and fun bit of movie magic, uh, that uh, that painting that I kicked through, that mm-hmm. we shot through it, um, was just a different canvas that mm-hmm. we had. That that was uh, that was just big pieces of sawn wood yeah. that's actually that canvas so it's not okay. stretched at all we should probably put yeah. it on like real canvases we should probably put it on i mean or not or whatever not. i love yeah. that it's you know held together i didn't know if you wanted the wood back for something also i my staple gun ran out of staples about three quarters of the way through the second one so i think there's tape on there or there's glue or yeah. something i forget what it is but it, yeah i mean that's the that's cinemagic right there you yeah. ba- barely tell but yeah, yeah. the thing's uh Oof, held together with a prayer. <laughs> so, I mean, so in addition to sort of creating the art, it sounds like another sort of um, commonality between our films is there was a lot of pre- pre-production. There was. I mean, likewise, we, yeah. we we invested a ton of time. I would I would actually say the majority of Saturday right. um, to converting the whole third floor into an art gallery. Which was a great move. Yeah. Like, again, the, other, the only other comment I got from Jesse in watching this thing was like, Hey, where did they go? And I was like, "That's root." She's like, "No way! Wow, that's yeah. cool." And our office actually legit with the benches in the right place and, right. and taking like time a- to look through it. Like, you know, you guys did a great maison saint. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it was. I mean, it was. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was obsessive, but it was just like it was things that kind of made sense. It's like, oh man, like what is it? What's missing? Oh, it's just the little plaques. So we'll, yeah. we'll print a series of little plaques, or um, for better or worse, a lot of our original art was a. Uh, uh, the sort of traditional Michaels, uh, whatever you call it, like twenty twelve by twenty four canvas. Yeah. Oh right, they're and like so, sorry. And so we we had to like diversify, and so we printed a bunch of big pieces of art uh, on the plotters downstairs. <laughs> yeah, most of those are my wife did those at like those like things where you go get, like uh, wine and paint. Wine and paint. Oh, yeah. yeah. So yeah. like yeah. you kind of got like kind of like classic like Starry Nights it's and funny. things like that. Br- Brandon, all of the art that was in ours was like Brandon's. And his now fiance, yeah, by the yeah, way, congratulations, yeah. Brandon, uh, a filmmaker that we work with. Um, uh, yeah, he and his fiance's like art at the wine and stuff. Yeah, so we so just funny. had like a yeah. bunch of random mm-hmm. ass things yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think um, likewise the the piece of art that we created was was done in like twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> just slapping some stuff together, yeah. right? And it was funny. Um, the sort of anic- the anecdote to that that story is that, uh, like Justin said, we actually uh, visited a, a gallery for for field research, which uh. is something that we don't normally get to do, which was kind of fun. And um, I think he, I think uh, the 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 gallery owner knew I was kidding, but essentially I was I kind of made a made an offhand joke about oh we're just going to paint something like this and it was sort of an abstract sort of pollock right, piece like $800 yeah it was like an $800 <laughs> yeah. painting i was like oh we're just going to fucking do shit, shit like that <laughs> and i think he knew we were kidding but like you know it, at the end of the day that's kind of what we did now now, now here's the question uh, 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 joshua and justin um, what happened to your painting now Where oh it's at it? my house yeah yeah it will, will be forever displayed um, I don't know. I mean, sure, maybe. All right. Yeah. Ours are in our studio somewhere, right? <laughs> They're behind 
They're hidden away. We yeah. don't want to offend anybody with their yeah. boob pants. Yeah, I would, I would keep the one, but I probably I, it's too heavy. Yeah. <laughs> it is so, wood. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll I'll, yeah. I'll probably wind up keeping it. Cool, awesome. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I kind of liked it. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I was well, looking yeah. at. it, I was like, it's kind of cool. No, it was super intimidating because you know we we basically we were sitting around the room. And we said, well, someone's gonna have to fucking paint something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was like, I, I guess I'll do it. I mean, okay, you know, you and, did it. and well, if nothing else, just because like I was I was the character, and so it made sense that you better get used to the idea. Well, that and um, th- we had this whole uh, title sequence where mm. it, it's me actually in the process yeah. of making the painting. Also, ha- another we, similarity. But we never see your hands though. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, see his yeah, hands, just but you don't see hands. his face. Yeah. You, you only see yeah. hands painting. Oh, I know Josh Little hands when I see him. Yeah. <laughs> well, and so there were a few shots of my face that just never really made it because we decided to focus on the mm-hmm. painting. But Which it, is perfect. It was it was very sort of in the moment where, you know, it's like, all right, well, you're the guy. Let's just go ahead and do something. And that way, at least it's somewhat, you know, not necessarily genuine, but at least it's, con- it's mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it uh, uh, has some sort of continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is funny because we also did a sequence where I was painting. The, mm-hmm. Yeah, the there guy. were. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Which it, it was kind of, but used in a very, very different, different way. way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it was intimidating because like it was supposed to be this just just one dot on the canvas. Yeah. And, like, all right, like here we go. You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no going back after this. It's Actually, it's kind of funny. We both ended up kind of focusing on one dot. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. You yeah. know, uh, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what this says to our listeners. I don't know. We, Maybe we, we split, just think we a lot together. We split up into two teams and came up with like similar stories was, and it's completely like different. Same, yeah, it's like like the same box of Legos, but like completely yeah. different. Yeah, yeah. We arrived at a sculpture at a castle in a completely different way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I had anything else. That's I mean, right. I, I would I say I feel like we need to start wrapping <clears> up. So yeah. Okay. It seems like a good place I mean, to end. <laughs> as much as I want to talk about our stuff, I don't I know. know. It was it was a. It was a fun process. I'll be honest. Uh, I was, I think, splitting our team apart. Um, and maybe this is just a personal statement, but like, I felt like it raised me to a higher level because I know you guys would be good because we've worked together before, and I know that you're good. And so I was like, all right, mm-hmm. we not in like a very competitive way, but I was like. All right, there's like one other team that I know is going to be like really super solid. Mm. And like, I mean, last year was probably the worst example of having too many people like during exactly. brainstorming, oh, yeah. but yeah. like, because we had extra, extra people. <laughs> but like, the shorter thing, like, yeah, you can kind of discuss like yeah. a couple topics versus like bouncing like all over yeah. the place. I, I can't so, say that we yeah. spent less time brainstorming. No, but, but it was focused at it least. It was focused. It was focused more. Now I was going to say, yeah, just like on the topic of, of you know, what it was like splitting into two teams yeah. did you miss I, me josh well i mean i think i, I think i think i missed everybody <laughs> i in, missed everybody in, in too i mean you know <laughs> yeah. to, to, to justin's point last year was a was, was a whole other you know uh ball of wax but this year it was uh it was interesting because uh for whatever reason our preferred shorthand was like did you see this movie mm-hmm. and everyone's like no i didn't fucking see that <laughs> and so it was and then it was became an exercise in like well it's about this thing and like you know it's sort of like this and then well it's good to have and, like diverse yeah. viewpoints but if you don't have that common language right. it can be hard right and so just like to be perfectly clear like i knew if dave and chris mm-hmm. if you were in the room mm-hmm. if i said have you guys seen this thing? Chances are you guys probably would have seen it. And then we would have immediately had some like a, a, a really like, yeah, some sort of like, but I also wonder if that worked to your advantage. 
Because you had so many divergent things that you had to come together, and it wasn't yeah. just a sectioning of the group well, to talk about the the one thing that you'd right. seen. You yeah. know, I think I think what you're kind of getting at is that when you when you listen to this episode, you'll see two very distinct uh, ideation processes where you guys, whether you understood the references you were all making, you, you spent a lot of time trying to align on a on a example like our film was like this uh it, it reference you know like i mean you spent a lot of time talking about different references and examples to sort of build the different pieces of your film um where we, we didn't really no we went straight for i mean we knew it was a mystery and we went straight for character and like yeah we, we like locked we attacked in, character yeah on like all we talked about was all right there's this character and like what's his what's his motivation and then like what's his foibles and then like what's this character and what's his foibles yeah it was a, it was a stuck moment where like what about this what about this character and it was literally quick roll the dice and it mm-hmm. was like um, prone to rage prone to rage yeah. I was was one of the things that I got and I was like ooh he's fastidious mm-hmm. like like a monk character yeah. you know on USA yeah. but Ooh, prone to rage. That's like another level, right? So he can be pushed over the edge, mm-hmm. and it really informed, yeah. really helped to reinforce and inform, like mm-hmm. um, the yeah. the sort of volatile nature of the character. And that's like all we talked. The only reference I think we really made was to uh, uh, Usual Suspects, like Kaiser Surze. It like, was really was, the like, only one. one. It that was like, the only thing that like combined do, everything. Do the do, do the walking drift up shot, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. So. Thanks, guys, for coming back together uh, after the 50-hour and, and, and talking about them. I feel like we could talk for more than an hour, you know, about the movie we made, the movies we made. But uh, and, and thanks, everyone, for listening uh, to this extra-long episode. I mean, you got two stories in one episode, so that's kind of special. So be grateful. Yeah, be grateful. Because <laughs> two for one. We don't know if it's going to happen again next year or not. Maybe. We'll see. Um but yeah, you can. It's ominous, uh, Chris. <laughs> ooh. But uh, yeah, so so you'll be there'll be a link to both films in, on the SoundCloud, and also you'll be able to find them on Twitter. Josh, what's our Twitter handle? You can find us on Twitter at Story Machine Nine K, or you can tweet at us using the hashtag SM Nine K. And yeah, and then we'll also have the links on Facebook. So make sure to watch the films and uh, let us know what you thought. That's and it. friend us on there. Yeah, yeah. Just don't ghost us. Yeah. And that's the show, everyone. Our logo design was by David Paget. Music and mixing by Dave Allen. Additional technical support by Justin Teal. And this episode was edited by Chris Wegman. Thanks, and we'll see you next time. You could, pro- you could probably do a second take, but I mean, we're just going to do the canned outro for the most part. What? What? <laughs> Someone didn't like something. Ghost. Canned what outro. word did we say? Canned outro. Yeah. Never canned say, outros are bullshit. <laughs> yeah. Never say canned? Yeah. Someone doesn't like these cans. <laughs> Somebody really hates these cans. Yeah. Just, um.